0: Hey guys, it's the Supernaturals Podcast Show and today we got Justin Abraham and Arun Bolchadani in a two hour conversation where we dive into life, life abundantly, the life narrative and those factors and forces that would love to steal, kill and destroy abundant life. Um, in our lives, in our mentalities, in our integration in society, and the heavens and the earth and the cosmos, and we go all kinds of places. In this conversation, you are in for a good time. That's what I'm telling you right now. It's this is a good time. But before we dive into the conversation, just want to encourage you to check out our new YouTube channel. And so, yes, the Supernaturals podcast show is now on. YouTube. So to find it, just go to, you know, Supernaturalist Ministries on YouTube and you'll find us. Um, and you'll find this interview uh, live. You'll, you'll get to see our facial expressions. You'll get to see, um, our faces. I already said that. Anyways, go check check it out. Now, when you go to YouTube, make sure that you subscribe because we're doing live interviews all the time. And when you enable your notifications on YouTube, it'll actually come up on your phone and tell you when we're live, so that you don't have to wait for these things to post onto our podcast channel. You can actually watch them as they're being created. You, you're kind of in on the on the action um, as it's as it's happening. And so, um, uh, so go and do that. Go to YouTube. Check out the Supernaturalist Ministries. Supernaturalist Ministries on youtube and subscribe put in your comments let us know what you think of the conversation um and tell all your friends and family because um definitely looking forward to see where this um, thing goes on the YouTube platform. Um, Now, when it comes to our guest, uh, Justin Abraham, it's the company of burning hearts. His podcast is going through the roof. So much incredible content there. So make sure that you go and subscribe to the company of burning hearts podcast. You can also check out Justin's website, just Google company of burning hearts. Also, you can follow Arun and some of the incredible things that he's doing Um, in this life conversation and really hosting the gospel on a cellular, molecular level. To find Arun, just go to unionflow.com. All of these links will be in the show notes. And so without any further ado, let's dive into this interview, this conversation with the incredible and amazing Justin Abraham and Arun Baljadani right here, right now, on the Supernaturalist podcast show. Let's go. Connecting, equipping, and promoting emerging supernaturalists. <laughs> created for such a time as this. All right, and here we go. <laughs> there is more. He said, What? What's up, guys? Hey. Hey. <laughs> so, so good to be here. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good to have you guys here. Um, so. You could say it's super to be here. It's. <laughs> it is. Yeah, this is. This is this is, this is awesome. It's, it's Superman. Yeah, this. Very good. Superman.
1: <laughs>
0: come on, uh, come on, come on. So, room will you open up in prayer? <laughs> I just. <laughs> yes yeah I will. No, no I'm just no. let's just, let's just do this let's just go all right yeah I'm, I'm feeling, it. I'm all feeling right. it so what are you guys thinking on like I could like see what are you thinking about right you, now right now I'm thinking
1: about how little preparation you've done for this interview
0: oh dude I don't do preparation for interviews no no this isn't an interview what is it this is just three guys sitting at a table with headphones on drinking water mm-hmm.
1: This is good. This is good water.
0: Is, is, okay. This is just three guys hanging out. Just hanging like out. Yeah, just like we, just like we normally do. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. Now, we are, tonight, you're going to be going for it. Mm-hmm. Everyone. And last night, Justin broke the ice. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that, was, that was a lot of fun. And, um, and Justin brought, brought like, a deeper understanding of this idea of kaval and getting into the Hebrew letters of Kaval, going wow. through each of the letters, and I have an, an understanding of that word. Wow. <laughs> as, far as, as far as the definition goes. Yeah. But going through each of the letters, as far as how you can actually engage with each, how each of those letters really pull you in to that greater understanding. So it's, it's really interesting how you, you can have like a, an English definition for something, but then it's also really interesting how 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 within the Hebrew language how each character is like an invitation, mm-hmm. so it's like it's like multiple layers of meanings and and all and all that kind of thing. And one of the thing that things that I respect about both of you guys is you have this incredible life ethic, and you really want to see the standard of life raised or even our understanding of life raised, because mm-hmm. for a long time, um, we've defined life abundantly as purely like a spiritual concept that didn't necessarily integrate or apply to our, to the physical. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things I really appreciate about both of you is there's like this um, real appreciation for how spiritual spirituality integrates with the physical. And, um, and yet you guys are, you guys are approaching this particular topic from two radically different angles and yet a very similar Passionate, right? <laughs> um, passionate, um, adoption of this kind of mission to proclaim the value of the body, to proclaim the value of the father's love for the body. Yeah. And, and then also the larger picture of the body of Christ. And so I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see kind of where we go tonight. I'm excited, yeah. like honored to be at the table with, you know, both of you guys.
2: Likewise.
0: And, yeah. And, uh, so yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think? What, what do you think when it comes to, um, life like like when it comes to this concept of the kind of life that that's available like it's freely available for us to step into and what do you think is like the biggest thing that's keeping us from stepping into do you think it's like a lack of understanding or just what do you think
1: it, the big questions <laughs> yeah that's, that's a big one okay. okay firstly i think you know it's for more than the church mm-hmm. I think, again, that is a very kind of Christendom paradigm, you know, for God to so love the world. And if you look at Isaiah, it says the animals will change, the trees of the fields will clap their hands, um, and everyone on earth, it says that their lifespans will expand. It says that babies won't die when they're young. So Isaiah prophesied that there'll come a time where babies don't die. And that's already starting to happen if you look at graphs. It used to be that 50% of all children would die um, before the age of five. It's now down to like a couple of percentage. So, you know, we're already in an era where common grace for life has been released into the world. So to, to limit it to a human thing, uh, to a church paradigm, is to make it smaller than what it actually is. Wow. So, you know, those babies that aren't dying, they don't know him yet, do they? You know, people's lifespans are going up all over the world. So what it is, is God's spirit being poured out, but it's coming in a way that we are not used to recognizing. So, for example, um, the Lord spoke to me and said, one of the signs of global awakening will be protests. See, we don't think of protests as a sign of life, but it right, is. Right. Because... A protest is when somebody starts to care so much that they actually get up off their butts, turn off the TVs, and they show up on the streets. And we're living in the era with the biggest protests in history. In fact, when Trump um, became president, there was a w- women's protest. Yeah. you remember that? Yeah. That was the biggest protest that had ever taken place. Wow. I'm not saying the protest was right, but what is happening is people are coming alive. People are coming alive. So life isn't just like the body being transformed. It's the heart, the consciousness, awakening to reality, starting to care. And that's what we're seeing. So I feel like we're not trying to create something. We're trying to engage what's already happening. You know, for me, wisdom is to follow being led by the spirit. So the spirit wants to talk about life, immortality, genetics. Trans-dimensional realities, gateways in the spirit, all these things. and it's reflected in even quantum physics, because mm. quantum physics is now looking at the multi-dimensional elements of genetics and energy and realizing that there's more to life. See it's still the same thing, because you thought life was material. Now we're saying it's non-material, non-local. So in other words, our vision of life is getting bigger and bigger. And that's what needs to happen right now, whether it's through seeing the angels or the heavens, Jesus came, that we'd have life. Yeah. And then, which is, I guess, where Rune's more of an expert than I am, is looking at the actual mechanisms and science of the human body. How do we live an extended lifespan, even conquer sickness and disease?
2: Yeah, that's good, man. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate being here. It's awesome. It's an honor to connect and... uh Let's do this, man. It's been awesome. Yeah, I mean, I really feel, um, you know, God is not willing that any should perish. You know, and that's exactly what that's you're sharing. That's a good word. You know? That any should perish. It's yeah. not a Christianese concept. Mm-hmm. It's a global for God to love the world. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. yeah, and it's it's trending all over. Just long life. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's God breathe on everyone, just mm-hmm. like you're sharing, and mm-hmm. everyone's talking about. Like, Life extends, like life extension, anti-aging. They're writing about it. We will be able to live this much longer and this many years, and it's just really becoming just a global collective consciousness, like long life, mm-hmm. you know. And obviously, John Ten Ten, it's I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. Mm-hmm. So that's it. I mean the message Mm -hmm. of everlasting life, you know, you spoke on and you've been sharing for a long time and getting that more widespread in the body. It's, it's everywhere. You know, it's, it's popping up. It's, it's, it's time that we Mm -hmm. all synchronize. It's time that we all come in agreement. You know, a lot of times we think of the collective of the body of Christ coming into agreement. That's the most powerful thing, right? But the, the, the collective of the whole cosmos, we're all coming in agreement Mm -hmm. and strengthening this reality. And then people are are stopping any type of religiosity, and really just saying, "Hey, we need to really collaborate. We really, really need to bring this to the forefront. Long life." And we look at it now. The scriptures are just just life is coming on the word, all all over the place. People are seeing that. You know, before it was a practice of the presence of God, which will will never change. Before it was, you know, it, mindfulness and just just becoming in tune. You know, mm. and people are now and have been saying, it's time for the body, you know, and we're seeing it in the word, like I'm saying, it's illuminating. It's like Paul talked about setting your mind on things above the practice of the presence, but we are starting to realize just how much he said, set your body on things above. Wow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And when he was talking about, I'm pursuing the resurrection, mm. you know, I, right. I, with one focus, you know, he's like, not on my own strength, but however mm-hmm. with one compelling focus you that's know, right i'm setting my body mm-hmm. on this resurrection you know and and i'm, I'm looking for it to unfold in me he goes how he goes not having yet attained that which i long for you know and we see that I, everywhere you know i was just with one of the last time i was just with i was just with the guy who was one of the top in the peak performance you know 20 guinness world records you know yeah. and he was we were talking about immortality we we're talking about everlasting life rewriting the genetic record you know
0: and what did what did what did he think about that like when you're having the conversation did he have a grid for it or did he uh see death as this inevitable kind of almost sacred kind of moment
2: no no he he, he's the one who brought it up really yeah yeah we were talking about it and it was literally just rewriting rewriting the genetic record going deep in the physiology and just shifting the dynamic the telomeres everything on the genetic level wow and extending and having long indestructible everlasting life he actually even said those words so everyone everyone is heralding this reality mindfulness the the mind of christ meditation the the practice of the presence of god you know in in the body transformation that follows you know be renewed by the transformation of the mind right by the power of the spirit be transfigured you know it's, it goes hand in hand.
0: Yeah. What I like, yeah. what I like about what you're talking about is, is, is you're approaching life very holistically, like mm-hmm. it, that life isn't just the heart beating life. Isn't just the fact that you have consciousness, but that life abundantly means like this vitality and flourishing, um, of heart and mind. And, and cause I think a lot of people think that they're alive as long as they are breathing on this earth but I think that there is kind of a, like a zombie epidemic where you have people that are so busy and so Mm -hmm. preoccupied and so underneath whatever fear structures that even though they have consciousness there's, there's not a freedom of thought and, and, a, and a freedom to be able to take action, do the things that the heart desires to do. And I think that, that so many people feel just shut down. So this is what I, this is what I love about this particular that's conversation. Right. And, and
1: that's the key issue, is that people are under a delusion. They're under illusion because they think, okay, I've received Jesus. I've got salvation life, but they can be on cruise control. No creativity, no expanded states, no awareness of, of reality, you know. So, I think God's trying to break the matrix, the matrix that we've been contained in, which is the corporate consciousness and corporate thought pattern that gives a government of death permission to function. Mm. Because if you think about it, we are the creators of the reality. We're made in his image, right? He's defeated death. We're the ecclesia, which means that we're the government of God. What we loose is loosed. What we bound is is bound. And we have to change the story we have to change the story from death being the hero that mm. gets us into heaven to death being the enemy <clears throat> the swallowed up. I'm just going to turn it like this. You're trying to get me to talk into the no, mic. No, no, no. Yeah. They're
0: just... The
1: thing is, I want to look at you. Yeah,
0: no, that's yeah. good. I just wanted to turn it so it's kind of... That's Because you're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you're beautiful.
1: <laughs> you're so beautiful to me. In Christ. In Christ. <laughs> and out of Christ. You're still beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, oh, thanks, Justin. <laughs> Making me blush, bro. <laughs>
0: Well why were we, okay sorry so now, oh, our, what now yeah it, yeah it it is it what is empowers the, the government of death you said that there's yeah. something that kind of empowers the governmental structure of
1: death to rule over yeah, our lives is a multi-layered matrix which we've empowered through through giving permission and weight for it to function by accepting it so you can't defeat something until you decide I won't accept it like you know people used to use candles to light the house right mm-hmm If we lit a house like we do today, it'd cost $26,000 a year to produce the illumination that we do in a house with candles. But someone, you know, people like Nikola Tesla and others looked at alternating current, direct current, and they broke the the consciousness. And they completely changed how we live, right? So now people can be up at night with lights on. And when we get free energy, what we're going to do with lighting is going to be unbelievable, right? (laughs) It's going to keep changing. But the same principle exists in the medical community. They had all of these diseases like polio and other things. And someone discovered inoculations. And they've saved, you know, for billions of people's lives. I've got the statistics because they realized we didn't have to accept polio. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to accept wow. the tuberculosis wow. and these other diseases. But the problem is, they're still just the fruit of an underlying tree. And the, the gospel is, it says that Jesus defeated death, making it of no effect. So it's already been broken, but now we need to learn the law of life. It says the law of life in Jesus Christ to set me free from the law of sin That's and death. Awesome. The awesome. problem is you come under the law, you practice, and we've practiced the law of death. So what I believe God's doing right now through Christians and non-Christians, through science, through revelations of his word through visitations whatever higher consciousness as he's trying to teach us there is a way called the tree of life and that tree of life has always existed there's always been two trees in the garden of our heart Mm. and we know it's possible to defeat it because enoch did elijah did you know my friend ian clayton once said to me that he thinks like sixty thousand people have already done that in history wow. wow wow Who knows, there could be more. I mean, some people believe that when Enoch went into heaven, one of the Hebrew books says that thousands went with him. Mm. We don't really know how many people have defeated death, but we know Jesus has defeated it for everyone. One died for all, therefore all died in him. And he, he, he destroyed the power of death. And the question now in our consciousness is coming from heaven is, why then do we give such value to death? It's good. good. Let me just ask you, do you think intent regarding uh,
0: behind immortality, does that matter? Like, for example, like a lot of the guys that are he- heavily investing into the science side, the R&D side of, of immortality, um, uh, perhaps could be accused of having everything except immortality. And so there could be, and, and, I'm, and I'm not saying this as far as a judgment of mine, but there could be an assumption that the intent is to is to essentially be on par with god is to is to be an equal with god not that they would necessarily frame that but if 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 death is the only thing keeping keeping one humble so (laughs) my question is is does intent matter behind the agenda um without necessarily placing a judgment on agenda um will god honor you know that place I, w- what do you think i
2: yeah um i'll just you know i i think one of my focuses and i know uh with justin too has been sharing about just um the incredible good that's taking place like i feel like this is you know <laughs> ian you mentioned ian um the pan out theory everything is going to pan out okay. again <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. there's in a sense it's we have this intent as a global consciousness after life i believe that's just it's like god's like yes you okay. know and i feel like he can shape it all he can mold it all according to his plans and purposes yeah whatever is going on and i know I know, I know what it's you're good. asking but like in a sense the, the focus is for me is wow everyone is starting to understand this every not everyone you know and that has been the heart of him who created us since the very beginning. Mm-hmm. It was the original code genome. It was the original wow. genome yeah, absolutely. project, absolutely. right?
0: I like that.
2: And the intent, the science was framed in Christ. Mm-hmm. And now it's being framed in a way where we can measure it in a different way. You know what I mean? And and it's giving us a greater... That's right. It's giving us a greater yeah. ability to apprehend that which has already been written mm-hmm. globally. And... Um, and that's why I love approaching. And that's why I, I, we love approaching it from this angle, you know, of, of, listen, look at the stats. People are living longer. People are thriving. There's more happening uh, in technology and health and wellness and every genre than ever before and life, long life immortal everlasting life is being talked about we already i already mentioned this I'm it is being
0: talked about <laughs> everywhere except, except for perhaps the church until now i mean it's really amazing what's starting to happen sure. it's kind of happening under the radar but there mm-hmm. is going to be a point where there's going to be and because the, the, there's this hunger for life abundantly as promised in, in the god through the gospel mm-hmm. and all of a sudden there's a generation saying what if we start reading the bible literally <laughs> right right yeah now let me, let me ask you a question all right this switching gears go but going back to the whole billionaire thing and investing and in, there's two big things right now that that these guys are funding the first thing is immortality the second thing is this great endeavor to to colonize other planets um what do you what do you, what do you think is going on right now and uh with the fascination of immortality and with um occupying the cosmos and is it related are these two things related
1: wow you're really going out there today aren't you (laughs) well firstly we have to be biblical right so all the creation's longing Mm. for the revealing of the sons of God so the cosmos has to be included in the gospel in fact when Jesus said go and preach the gospel he used the word to the whole cosmos and to every creature so he didn't even limit it to a human thing. Wow. Interesting. You know, he, he used the word cosmos and creature. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> so, you know, at some point we've got to be like Abraham who said, Look at the stars in the sky, you know, and l- we've got to look, lift up your eyes to the heavens, you know, all of the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. Adam was given the earth, but in the new creation, it says, All, cre- all of Jesus' inheritance is ours. So, Speaking from a Jesus being the blueprint, is Jesus interested in space? Because the blueprint for our species now is Jesus. Does Jesus have a vested interest in the cosmos? Is it connected to Jesus' scroll? Is it connected to his glory? And if we agree that Jesus is the blueprint and pattern of our design, that as he is, so we in the earth were being conformed into the image of Christ, then we have to be about the father's business too. Now the father's business or his house has many mansions. So what is the father's house? Well, according to the Hebraic, it's better sheet when he created a house called the cosmos. So the first word of the Bible is bait, which means house, family, inclusion. He created a cosmos and a cosmic reality. And we're, we're in that. And all of that is connected to God's glory. Mm. So it's the house. Some theologians call it the theater of his glory. Mm. Now, within that, I believe there are resources and all kinds of things to be explored but I do believe we need a higher consciousness in a Christ consciousness because we can't just see it as a thing that we're gonna destroy abuse but the desire to go to the stars is written in us from yod He I believe God put that in there why it says to the increase of his government and peace there will be no end so there'll come a point where we all agree that earth's transformed so, how can his government increase? It has to be cosmological, trans dimensional, multi dimensional. Every dimension that exists is grown in. Wow. Wow. Which means at some point we have to become a non earthbound species. The truth is, if you embrace Jesus, you've already untethered from the earth mm. because Zion is now your home. You're a citizen of Zion. You're born from above, which is another dimension. You're a citizen there you're seated there and you exist there and Zion is the center of all of creation so you've shifted from earth remember earth is the footstool or the gate mm-hmm. of heaven but there's a place in God which affects all of creation and that's what it means to be seated in Christ in heavenly places and what we haven't realized is that the Bible when it talks about seated in heavenly places it doesn't always specify that it means what we think of as heaven mm-hmm. so the word heavenly in Scripture can mean sky around us. So it's a look at the birds in the heavens. There's Abraham. Look at the stars in the heavens. In fact, you know, it says that the Lord separated water from water, so energy, and he created everything within it, the heavens, right? So earth exists in the heavens, but the lower dimensional realms of heaven. Mm-hmm. So we can't see ourselves in the same way we can't look at this city as being separate from America. Sure. And America can't be separate from the global economy, right? We can't see Earth as being separate from the Milky Way and we can't see the Milky Way being separate from the galaxies and stars because we live in a holistic, interconnected environment on a quantum level. Mm. So, you know, quantum physicists believe that when the cosmos was at a single point of energy, which we would call like, Jesus really the blood of Jesus the lamb who was slain that every atom that exists if you want to call it you might call it proto atoms because it's pre Atomic as we know it Says because they were all from a one singular point. They were all entangled on a quantum level That means that they look separate, but they're not they're one and when it exploded outwards it created an interconnected cosmos in other words, we affect it. See you know, we we may not understand this, but we affect the stars, we affect the heavens. Interesting and it says in the last days, and this is something people don't talk about. I preach on this, but I've never heard anyone else say this. It says that there'll be signs in the heavens and on the earth. So who's gonna do the signs in the heavens? Who's gonna learn how to do heavenly signs? Wow. I mean most of us have had experience of of doing signs in the heavens but it's not something that's talked about in church right and it seems to me like we need to change the conversation we need to make the conversation a lot bigger than it actually is because it says signs in the heavens signs on the earth you know and uh, even blood, fire and smoke what does that mean right right you know there's a lot more we need to actually be exploring than we're actually exploring so with all things like immortality and the cosmos, there is huge dangers if you've got a corrupted consciousness. Mm. And that's probably the question you're asking. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is why we need a great awakening and we need the spirit to be poured mm. out on all flesh. Because, you know, that is a concern that we go into these other dimensions and other realms with a corrupted heart. And, you know, what's your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, this is really good. Um, wow. Um, I just I was thinking about the you know, we are a microcosm of the macrocosm it's a macrocosm that depicts the micro like when you look at the vascular system, when you look at our neurology, the neural networks, you'll see that imagery in the cosmos yes if you look it's, it's so awesome if yeah. if anyone' lot watching live or anything and just look up the correlation between the cosmos and our and the brain. physiology yeah, wow. yeah. you'll yeah. see almost identical
1: well we're acting you know this isn't it we're made out of yeah, star yes we're like 60 <laughs> percent
2: yeah star exactly matter. and that that proves exactly i mean what you're saying in, in what we're talking about the connectivity the holistic worldview it it shows it like in how can we not impact that which we are mm-hmm. made of wow. you know and so yeah so that's it. i love what you shared on that that's this is awesome and where we were going with that, just at the tail end, mm. very interesting because it reminded me of just this encounter, this really deep encounter I had. And regarding, there's a vast difference between friendship and consciousness, you know, and that was a, a direct uh, visitation, you know, and it had to do with Solomon as well. There's nothing new underneath the sun, mm. it's all vanity, mm. right? Wow. What was he saying there? He was saying, relationship, this intimate experiential connection i have with him who created all things mm, that's, that's right. what it's all about that's and right. that's when the lord encountered me once and he was correcting some of my foundations mm. in my life personally where i went into some uh this this pathway or pursuit of uh traveling gnosis or knowledge versus relationship the, the first love wasn't quite where it should have been. It mm-hmm. wasn't there. So he was speaking to me and gracious and talking to me and, and, and at one point visited me. And he goes, Arun, I want to let you know there's a vast difference between consciousness and friendship and I want friendship. Wow. And that's what Justin just shared the tail And that's what you were asking. Wow. Is, um, man, um, knowledge, I love it. I love I love knowing and understanding God. You know, without a vision, the people perish. You know, we, mm-hmm. we want that have knowledge we want to have Mm -hmm. understanding we're called to be the light of the world we're called to have the greatest realms of understanding knowledge all of that Mm -hmm. but without it in the proper order in the proper dimension you know it just it just doesn't quite it's distorted you know what that's making
0: me think of is the the curiosity to go to mars like a huge part of that curiosity is to discover if there's life Mm -hmm. on mars and so, like, just thinking about this whole conversation of life and the desire for the understanding of what life is. Mm-hmm. And then so much so, that let's do whatever it takes to go to Mars. Because mm-hmm. we know there's life here. Is there life there? But maybe it's more than that. And maybe what what you're talking about, Arun, is maybe that there's this deep, um, inherent need for friendship with that outside of what this Earth is actually capable. So it's like let's go into the heavens to find life and perhaps maybe even friendship, even if it wasn't, even if it's not being articulated like that, mm-hmm. that thing in the soul that, that knows there's more.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, you know, what you're sharing there is it's, it's true. It's like we, we, we yearn for relationship. We yearn for connection. That's it. Wow. That's true. That's and that true. causes us, you know, when, the, with those who are seeking, any type of expansion it causes us to yearn it causes us to to groan you know yeah and therefore it's causing our pursuit of, of these i mean i know there's resources on the moon there's resource all these stuff it's being mined for helium three all these things are going on right now you know resources and, and all the stuff you know and you know we have maritime law we have you know now we're getting into this in space and real estate and all that type of stuff right there, there is that but you're, you're, you're it's right on you know it's we yearn for growth we yearn mm. for our creator yeah that's true and it it's causes true. us to go down these go go into these pathways one of one of the most uh one one very incredible encounter that i had with the lord where i was taken out of body and into the realm was was this time where i was i was coming out of my body i went up through the roof and as i was coming up through the roof i saw jesus in the sky yeah and it was just like a come up here encounter, wow. right? Yeah. And he was like, it it was a portrait, like, you know, Akiana, her art. Mm. It was literally like a portrait opened up in the sky. Mm. And I saw the Lord just, you know, and it was an interactive painting. He's like, come up here. And I went through that painting and I went, and I went through the atmosphere of the earth over the grid that covers the earth. I kept going up and then through space and then through the solar system and then through the galaxy. I kept going, kept going, kept going. So all types of life, all types of incredible things. And then I go, I said this, it's funny how you say things in that realm that you might not say here. Or, you know, when I was there, I go, this is awesome, but this is nothing in comparison to the realms of the kingdom. And as I said that, I started to shift to the left and I went into those realms, up into what was called the fullness of the presence of God, you know, where wow. I got caught up into a realm that Paul talks about, you know? Wow. And in a sense, that's kind of what I'm reminded of when you're asking this question, you know, it's sometimes we can trade the inner courts of the kingdom of the realms of relationship with God with the outer courts of the cosmos yet. we're wow. All wow. part of him and all part of this brilliant tapestry that he's created and that we've been fused with. That's right. Yeah.
0: Let me just ask you regarding one thing that you just said, you said you went up through the grid. Sure. What, what, what's that?
2: Yeah, so, so there's that layer. Yeah. I've, seen, I've seen
0: some crazy stuff in regards to grids, like with my eyes awesome. open and different, mm-hmm. but I haven't heard someone describe a grid as something that you're passing through and you're ascending into the heavens.
2: Yeah, and Justin, you, you probably have a lot on this as well, but there's just this, there's just this uh, field that covers the earth, just like there's a field that covers us. Like you a skin know, yeah, or like, no, 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 like an actual like well, electromagnetic. electromagnetic field, right? Okay. And and we we that is just common knowledge now. With Heart Math Institute, different scientific sure, sure. research that just are uncovering. Hey, listen, your heart has a field, your brain has a field, your body has a field. You know, you're electromagnetic. You have an electrical body. Mm. That's what you know. It's just it's just common knowledge sure. now. Okay, so, okay. and. Um, and then, obviously, the Earth is a living organism, and it has an electromagnetic field attached to it, right? And so, therefore, the Earth has a field, just like we have a field. Okay. And so, when you venture outside of the uh, outside of you know your Earth suit, so to speak, or eventually within the Earth suit for some already, but when you venture outside and you go, you get a view of the Earth. You'll see this this grid, and really? you can actually, I believe, there's pictures also from NASA are different things that show coming down, just the, the satellites and the, the field, right? Sure. So it's just a field that covers the Okay, yeah. got, it, got yeah, it. Yeah.
0: Now,
1: going back to <laughs> going
0: back, right. Good. Now, that's good.
1: Now. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's limits to where we're going in space. If you look at the speed we're going and the technology we're using, I don't believe that's how we're going to go. So God, in a way, has limited and put boundaries in place on humanity Mm. because he has got a plan. Mm. He has to change us. I think we've reached the point in human history called the time of great change and or the divine intervention, right? Where we can't go much further than we are now without God. Wow. We can't. Yeah. We can't, you know. Technology could be ultimately destructive. For example, some people say there's going to be world war 3 mm-hmm. I don't believe there ever will be and I know people that have been in the heavens and heard that same thing and you know I watched an interesting um, Interview with Putin and they asked him that question. They said will there be a world war three? He said well, I'll answer with what Einstein said is that I know what world war three will be fought with But world war four will be fought with sticks and stones. Wow. So he wow. said on the basis of what Einstein said, we are all connected now. Well, wow. we can't have a nuclear war. Well, wow. no matter how much people hype that up, a nuclear war would literally be the end of all life on Earth. So we've reached the end of the Great Wars. Wars have dropped down to the lowest level in all history. Technology's booming when it's got, as we start to become more multidimensional, in, you know, space, all these other things, limitless energy. I think God has to transform the human heart. You know, we have to see a very different kind of humanity emerge at this point. Mm -hmm. And I think part of the battle in our generation with life, this comes back to life. We have to move from the death narrative. Death is separation. Death is me versus you. Death is America versus Russia. They're all death, separation. These things have to go. You know, these deep-rooted... Ideas that bring separation because separation is death, but oneness is life And actually we know this is going to happen and I could show you lots of scriptures For example just on Jesus's words alone How the world is going to know and be changed Jesus already said is going to be when they see the oneness mm. When they see that we're in the father the father's in us, we're in Jesus in other words the seamless union That we'll have. So I think one of the biggest truths for now, and it's the same truth that frees you from death, it's the same truth that energizes your body, is seamless union with the divine nature. And I think we have to move to, if we just taught on that, being in Him, Him being us, we'll see more advance in the next decades than in the last 500 years. Mm. We have to shift from separation theology. Because Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. I am the vine, you are the branch. You have to continually be connected to be alive, right? As a branch. That's right. That's right. That's right. So good. Wow. <laughs> so basically one of the challenges in this era is to move to a union language, that's oneness, right. and, and practicing being in God. Like what would it look like if every group of Christians just practiced being in him? Hmm. Like we stopped the project that we're doing right now, called yeah. Church yeah. and all of its many facets. I mean, I'm not trying to say stop doing hanging out and kids' work and worship. I'm not saying that. But what if we made the focus on oneness mm. and we practiced being in Him? Yeah. Because Jesus Himself said that would trigger global transformation. See, we're, we're saying like, oh, let's pray for revival. That's not transforming the earth. That's right. How many That's right. times have we done that, right. right? Let's do this outreach. Well, let not do that outreach. We're not praying hard enough. That's what they'll if say. just get more people... More people do it harder. Um, but Jesus said that oneness would, would cause a ripple transformation. That's right, effect that's right. On the earth. That's right. So oneness means the idea that I'm not praying for anything now. I'm going to be participating. See, we're not praying for life. We're that's participating good. in life. The mindset of separation is the mindset of death. That is our biggest enemy right now. We have to break the dividing walls in our minds, wow. in our communities, in our consciousness, and realize the truth that we've always been in Him. You know, I said last night in the meeting, the Bible begins with the word "in." It's awesome. Again, it's like a yeah. massive clue. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Lord's written this book for. it Said these guys are really stupid. I have to start <laughs> the book with the fact that they're in. It's awesome. So, yeah. better sheet. It starts with "bait," which means family, house, belonging, inclusion. So the very first letter, he could have chosen any letter in the Aleph base. He could have used, you know, Aleph or pay which you speak. He used bait, which meant mm. it starts with family. It starts with being in. It starts with being oneness. And I think this is the battle for our minds right now. Is you know, coming back to the whole subject of death. We, we've ignored the fact that Jesus died in a way. You know, Jesus could have opened up a way to heaven. You could have just said, "I'm there." It is, open heavens, yeah. right? Elijah had gone up. Yeah, Enoch had gone up. So why why die? And scripture is quite clear. He died to put a death, the end to death in the human condition. So two Timothy one ten says, "Now this grace has come through the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who abolished death, making it of null and effect, and brought the gospel of life and immortality." so the word there um is that he he destroyed thanatos death and you know i find it interesting even with the marvel movies right now <laughs> right. that you look at every, you know one of the biggest movies of, of last year or whatever yeah. over a billion dollars is the marvel movie where the enemy is thanos which is thanatos and the whole idea behind it is death wants to shape the universe wow but will a group of people work together wow and wow. decide wow. that we amazing. will not any they'll even bend space and time That's to amazing. do it to destroy thanatos and the belief that we thanos we don't have to accept death so isn't it amazing that at the same time that these truths have been released right now it's there's, there's movies about comic characters that say your battle is with death wow That that death is your ultimate enemy and that if you work together, you can overcome it. And that's what we've got to move to, whether it's through health, holistics, genetics, food. We have to start breaking the structures of death like the food industry. We know this already. It's going to be judged heavily because it was one of the biggest causes of death. We know the oil industry, the pollution. They lied about how damaging diesel was. They lied about the fumes. They're lying about, you know, energy now. So these structures need to be destroyed so we have free energy, clean energy, limitless energy. You know, when we start to get limitless energy, the sky's the limit. And it will mean equality around the earth. Because when we start talking about life coming, one of the greatest injustices on earth right now is that the people who controlled energy held back technology from Africa. Wow. The Lord said to me, there are people alive right now far more evil than Hitler that wow. are in places of government. Right. And I said, what do you mean, Lord? Yeah, he said yeah. that the heads of these industries said they have deliberately prevented decades and decades of technology right. that would have brought equality to India, to Africa. The West has to let go of its addiction of being the most powerful nations. We have to allow technology Water, food, education—to spread to the whole planet and start having a vested interest in the rest of the world, rather than, you know, I honor, you know, the president here. I think he's great. You know, I don't respect, uh, I don't disrespect him at all. But you know, America first is a layer of truth, but really, it's humanity first. It Mm. should be like, you know, God so loved the world, right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, absolutely. It's like. You know, who's going to be a voice for, who will cry out for the poor, who will cry out for, the, for those who never who live in the garbage dumps, who are the corrupt voices of justice. So one of the things we're going to see in this generation is a recalibration of justice. And that's going to Im- involve us being willing to be humble in the West mm. because we're going to have to allow Africa and other nations to get the same level of prosperity that we've had And the way we do that is by allowing technology to become available. So, you know, one of the battles I feel in the courts of heaven, which I've been involved in many times, is breaking the barriers for technological advance. So good. Because, you know, the Lord spoke to me many, many years ago and said, cars can run on fresh air. And I said, cars can run on fresh air. And he said, yeah. And then soon after that, I found articles showing it. One from Oxford University, where a group of students... I've even got the diagram on my computer here. Had found a way to allow air to go through and it would extract the water from the air and it would provide the energy to drive the car. That's crazy. Now, they wrote this article like um, maybe 10, 12 years ago. And in the article, they said, within five years, we predict we'll be driving these cars. You look it up. It's on Google. Mm-hmm. But you look again, there's no progress of it. Now, they're saying, let's use electric. But again, electric it's the grid it's control you can charge people for it you can't charge for fresh air right. yeah. see we need to move to an economic system that's not that's slavery what was, that's what I was going to ask you because like, yeah. it's the economic system that's holding yeah. back all these restrictions and we have to move to a new economic system and that, that, this means major recalibration right now across the earth so when we're talking about life coming upon the earth, again, it's a holistic thing. It's going to mean the judgment of systems of death right now, economics, banking, slavery, food, mm-hmm. the food industry, which is toxic. Yeah. And, you know, sugar. Pharmaceutical. All these, yeah. All of these, like, it says God has already given us all that we need for life and godliness. Wow. Right? So contained within earth is all the technology we need for hmm. life and immortality. Hmm. You know, it's interesting if you read um, Sundar Singh's writings on the Maharishi of Kailash. The Maharishi of Kailash is this immortal guy that's 450 years old, right? And he's appeared to many Christians. Ian Clayton is a good friend of his. He's appeared to Bobby Connor. He's appeared to many people, right? When the Maharishi spent time with Sundar Singh, he told Sundar Singh that certain certain, um, plants, and seeds and berries contained all you need to live he lives on a minimal diet Wow and I believe one of the big lies that we've been sold is how much we need to eat interesting I think interesting. we're gonna find out and this already stack enough isn't it with research that if you have a calorie restricted diet you live much longer and healthier but we're, we're told that these are the recommended calories these are the recommended portions. <laughs> right 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 So part of what we're going to have to share is your standard. You have to do this to live. And you eat these big plates of food because you fear starvation because of a genetic record. That's right. So there's no threat of you starving, but your genetic record from your ancestors remembers when you had to eat anything you could find. If you killed a deer, eat the whole thing because you don't know when you're (laughs) going to eat again. Now they're going to, you know, a Hong Kong buffet. (laughs) <laughs> I was in Hong Kong buffet, right? Come on, man. Dude, I was in there. And Hong Kong buffet. I'm not trying to be rude, yes. but there were some people their family that pretty much spent all day there, yeah. and they munched their way through the whole thing. Breakfast, lunch, too. Yeah. yeah. For like $6, <laughs> right. right? Yeah, come on. <laughs> now, I'm all for celebration of food, right? It really looks what? like he's about to throw up. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like... Gross. But the point I'm making is... What makes a person overeat is them being triggered by genetic memory that's all it is because I found when I travel the more I'm in the spirit the smaller my portions get Hmm. and I've had many trips where I eat like a handful of food literally all day but if I eat more than that I lose my energy Hmm. and the first time I made that mistake I was full of energy in Canada full of life supernatural life and they said let's go for lunch you must be tired you must be hungry I went along with it. I had this soup. I ate one mouthful and I was full and I felt amazing. Lord says you had enough. But out of politeness, I kept eating. And I crashed out of the energy system that I was in. So I think it's possible for us to live off such a small amount of resources in terms of food when we're in him, when we move in him, when we live in him. And I think that's the challenge is moving towards free energy.
2: So good. Yep.
1: Less eating honestly you see people in meetings they're worried because they need to get home for dinner because they've been triggered by someone else's experience it's not even their experience because right. honestly if they stayed all day they wouldn't suffer any harm That's right That's they'd right. probably lose a bit of weight and their lifespan would expand a bit you know <laughs> so you know we have to allow God to deal with genetic triggers you know and this is what I've shown by Enoch you know Enoch it's really interesting has got no triggers Oh, wow. He's taken his body fully through the flame and it's been recalibrated so that there's no spot or wrinkle in the genetics. Hmm. So, you know, Enoch talked to me about one of the big truths for our day is yeah, we'll repair the world, but says we'll also heal the desolation of generations. Wow. Now, I pondered that for a long time until they showed me what it meant that genetics is generations. So, like Noah was pure in his genetics, right? He says he was pure right, in his generations. Right. If you read, like, the Book of Jubilees and other books, when Noah was born, God had done a genetic number on him because he was born shining and he could talk. Mm. That's in the mythology. Okay. But I do think there's some truth in it. I think God intervened on a genetic level, you know. And I think it says, as in the days of Noah, shall it be at the coming of the same right, man. Right, right? Right. Now, there's different views about whether that meant 80, 70 or the future. But I just want to propose this. That if it is still a future thing, you've got Enoch was phasing in and out in the days of Noah. He was there at the birth. He prophesied over him all sorts, you know. Well, he came after the birth because his dad went up on a mountain, cried out for Enoch because there was something unusual about Noah. Mm -hmm. Enoch came and prophesied over Noah. So the days of Noah are the days where you've got someone moving through dimensions, this immortal. And you've got this other baby that's got a new genetics, So I think they're patterns. They're patterns of concepts that God wants to release upon the earth. And I think when you look at the Maharishi of Kailash and others that are still alive, how is he still alive 450 years on? You know, I was ministering with Dr. Obanaya, Dr. O, people call him, in um, Arizona, and he'd just come from Chicago, and he said, while he was there, two people came up to him in the street that were 200 years old they said well, we're 200 years old we are remaining here wow. and he spent some time talking to them now you might think that's an isolated story but it's not what we're talking about here is green room talk because you know I've been around the prophets mm. they all have these kind of experiences that's right. That's right. That's right but what's happening now is the taboos breaking and we're we're starting to talk openly that's good yeah, about true. what's been talked about for 50 years. That's right. That's I've true. been in green room conversations and they always say, oh, we won't talk about that tonight. <laughs> we Won't talk about that tonight. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, come on. You know, I, I spent two out, nearly two hours talking to Bobby Conner over lunch when I was in Morningstar about immortality. Wow. And he was just sharing incredible stuff. He mm. says, I completely believe you can live as long as you want, he said. And he is evidence of it because. He had a heart attack on an aeroplane with Paul Keith Davis. I think they had to land in Singapore. And it's a funny story because they went to get a doctor. And the guy came along and they said, we'll get you the best doctor. And they brought this guy that does acupuncture. <laughs> so Paul Keith walks in the room and they do an acupuncture on Bobby. And he was going, we need a real doctor. <laughs> so anyway, he had to have [SSS1] This isn't helping. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Yeah. So Bobby actually had like a covenant with God where God said, I'll renew you. And he did because he went to doctors and got it verified. And it's a crazy story. But they did. He went up to the doctors and said, write this down. Bobby Connor is healthier than an athlete. Perfect. I've heard that. Yeah. That's crazy. And, you know, the outcome of it was the doctor didn't believe him. But when they did tests. After three days, he scored better than the Olympic team that they tested. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And they put cameras in him and everything. Awesome. And they said, you have the insides of like a 20-something-year-old. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to Bobby about this, and Bobby said, yeah, I believe I'm still going to be preaching at 120. Mm-hmm. Now, we've got to start believing for greater things because you know, it says, with God, all things are possible. Right. I think we've made it too small. Totally. Our, our, all our vision is right now is we can heal the sick, speak in tongues. Prophesy and try and raise the dead,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but that has to change. Yes, yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and the only way I feel is going to change is by an aggressive pursuit of of being in union. That's good. Yep. Seamless union with God.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to piggyback off that. Yeah, please yeah. do. Yeah, jump in. Oh man, that was awesome. I you, had, you mentioned so many things that just wow, oh, my heart was like pushing forth. Let's and. start in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with in. Oh yeah, I, you know. Union, union. The thing is is I think what's awesome about right now is it's all it's all about union. It's always ever been about union. Yeah. The thing is is that the awareness of the realm of the body is now taking union cellular. Mm. So we have this 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 trending uh collective consciousness of the body. And right now, you know, we can say this union, with God, we can now begin to take it and begin to actualize it and become more aware of it on a physiological level, because it's it's what's happening. It's what God's breathing on, it's what he always has, but it's what everyone's, it's the appointed time, you know? And you just mentioned something, it's like, you know, life and, I put before you life and death, it's a choice. Like he was talking with Bobby Connor, you know, like it's a choice. We have the ability to access the, the tree of the way has been opened. That's you know, good. and so y- this whole thing with me, the, with this whole triune recalibration, like you know, some of the workshops I do, I like it how it's three of us right here, <laughs> you know, spirit, soul, and body. Says be made flawless, spirit, soul, and body unto the coming of the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. And right. it's it's this union, this fusion with God that begins to cascade, yeah. past the practice of the presence of God mm-hmm. or what we. Once interpreted that practice to be interesting, yeah, and now moves into the realm of transfiguration, which is the body. God expressing Himself, our 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 first estate, who we truly are in God, joined together, He was joined to the Lord's one spirit with Him, express being expressed in the fullness of our thoughts. Our, our, our mindsets, our actions, or the way we walk and do life, and then physically, mm-hmm. which causes us to have long life, yeah. which causes us to charge cell phones just because we're, we charge things, because <laughs> right. there's energy moving through us, which mm-hmm. is just the beginning. I mean, it's just, but begins to charge the people around us. Like, That's I'm right. so charged just sitting next to <laughs> both of you guys, you know? And, <laughs> you know, like, I'm so charged. So um union gone cellular actualizing the gospel actualizing union that's right saying we want this bodily amen. and we're willing yeah, to amen. move into our union mm-hmm.
1: God become yeah. flesh. And yes. And and yes. It's so good. The spirit being yep. poured out on flesh.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I find that interesting, the spirit being poured out of flesh. It is. It activating, is. consecrating. Yes. May he sanctify you, spirit, soul, and body. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing is, Paul knew this. You know, Paul said, I tell you a sacred mystery. Not all of us will die, but we'll all be changed. Why is that an important statement? He's saying we'll all be changed, but not all of us will get there through death i believe that was a gateway scripture that gave permission in every generation for people not to die and you know some people some people think some of the desert fathers didn't die you know we don't really know how many immortal people there are on earth because they don't parade it you know there there are things that have been done in secret but i do believe there's a time coming mm. where we're going to say we'll hear it yeah the maharishi was at a meeting or another person was at a meeting and they spoke openly or even some of the people from the cloud are witnesses. Because as outrageous as it seems, the whole revelation of life is realizing they're alive too. Wow. Wow. Jesus himself now, so it's not this isn't heresy. Jesus said, I am not the God of the dead. I am the God of the living. Wow. He said, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob were living now. See, this is another mindset that we've got to get rid of is that these people have gone. Mm -hmm. That we can't engage them. It's true, it's true. The more we engage them, the more we'll learn. Think about this. You know, how much could we actually learn from anybody that's in that dimension right now? And how much acceleration could it bring? And what about the the saints that already got their bodies back? You know, when Jesus died, it said the graves were open. And um, I think those people could teach us a lot right now. (laughs) I think so. You know? Yeah. Can we dare to believe that we can start to meet these kind of people, talk to these kind of people? Because this is what's happening. You know, one of my prayers right now, and I've I've said to our community, I want to meet the Maharishi.
2: Yeah.
1: But I know the way it works in the spirit. The moment you say that, it sends out a wave Mm. pattern of desire. Wow. And it starts to change probabilities. Because as a man thinks or speaks, so he is. You know, delight yourself in the Lord. He gives you the desires of his heart. You know, I've met Enoch many times, but, you know, he's given me slithers of information, you know, but I would love to meet some of these that are actually overcoming death.
2: Right. Yeah, it's, it's you know, um, yeah, it's a hard dream. I went to Kalash. I hiked those, those mountains. You really theme, did. You know? And Sadhu, Sadhu uh, Sundar uh, Singh has always he's been one of my chief inspirations of my journey. So You really went
1: there? Yeah, because I've heard it's intense to get there. It you is have very to have intense. All the equipment with you, all the food you're gonna need, everything.
2: Mm-hmm. A few days journey by by jeep, and uh, Jason and I actually went and we, we circumnavigated the whole mountain. Did you manage ago. to go up it? Um, you can go up to seventeen thousand feet. So basically, it's a pilgrimage. You go around it. It's like thirty some miles. Wow. Um, and then you go around the whole thing, and if, you know, did it in record time, but it was. Just went around it just did the mm-hmm. path you know because it's it's supposed to be completely off limits to climb it okay but as you go around it you basically are going over tremendous passes i mean seventeen thousand feet right so it's pretty intense. right 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 but one, one of the things i, I really i just it, you know a recent a recent encounter and the, the, the thing is i also want to share this too it's like gone are the days where we don't talk about what we consider mystical phenomenon or extra dimensional phenomenon, because we, we have to stop that. that be, that's beginning, unless you, you know, those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. That's so right. Be uh, led. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, we, we have the Word and we have um, just who we are by nature. Mm-hmm. And everyone, the whole collective is, mo- is on this. So that's why it's like talking about things like just these encounters, these realms, you know, it, it's just, it's to be so natural for us. You know, one of the, one of these things uh, that happened recently, and this this connects in with another thing Justin was sharing on just a little bit ago, um, was when Paul Kane passed. It was it was a very like, uh, it was a very interesting day for me. Like during that week, you know, I was just actually in Sri Lanka with a, a, uh, some friends and mentors of mine, Kirby and Fiona Delano, and, and and a lot of some of the things we're sharing on. You know, um, it's just they're. they're incredible generals and pioneers in those areas of... just long life, and they have their metabolic age tested, and you know they're twenty-some years old right now by science, you right. know. And you know he's in his forties, right? So um, I think if I had my metabolic age tested, I'd be like a hundred.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's of it, man. You're ancient one.
0: Pumpkin you pie. look so young.
1: <laughs> I know.
2: You know. You know. So so Paul came past, right? And. At the same time, exactly what Justin's saying is no, no. God is a God of the living, right? We can learn so much for, from that reality. For, you know, from that becoming a collective reality. God is a God of the living. Yeah. You know, so there was a time I, uh, Carlyle, my fiance, he's actually sitting there. Um, She's we, in the studio. She's What's in the studio. Girl? <laughs> we, were, we were actually going on a run. Uh, we, we went to go do a marathon or a 10K together. And the whole time there, a, a lot of synchronicities were happening by the spirit, like uh, around Nikola Tesla, Einstein, Edison, these individuals, and Paul Kane and Bob Jones. And my heart was just really tender because I really wanted to see Paul again before he passed, you know? Um Seeing Paul was awesome. One of the first times I saw him, I was on a father-son road trip as my dad retired from cardiology, and we were. He he called me to stop at his house, and he he thought he was going to pass soon. This is years ago, three years ago, and I said, No, no, you're gonna you're gonna live, you're gonna live, you know, you're gonna travel wow. again. Wow. We talked long story, but when we got there, um, you know, it 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 just what happened there? You know, my dad started his walk with the Lord during during that time and everything was phenomenal. You know, so I was wanting to see him again, right. And connect with him. And I was actually with Kirby and we were talking, I'm like, man, I would love for us to go see him and connect and everything like that. And um, my heart was getting stirred, you know, at his passing, as we got done with our run. And all of a sudden I'm just, emotion is a pathway. It's like a doorway, into the spirit a lot of times we don't lean in enough to go into that room Mm. with God, go into that dance of relationship so I just begin I I noticed that emotion I began to just lean into it and all of a sudden I'm like dual dimension I'm Mm. driving the car and I'm fully caught up an observer listening to this conversation happening between Paul Kane Bob Jones Nikola Tesla and Einstein and it was just i was like whoa this 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 is incredible this meeting is incredible and it was a convening a council being held uh, from the prophets of science and the prophets of god re- regarding a release of technology a wow. release now it's here but a release a, a release a, like an opening something being legislated wow for an opening to happen and things to get moved away that were in the way before you know when uh tesla was around you know here he talked about harnessing the wheelwork of nature, you mm-hmm. know, and literally, like, uh, you know, when you when your eyes are open in in, this, in the spirit dimension, when your eyes are open in what people consider the unseen, is you can literally see the the glory of God that covers the earth, wow. and, and it says wow. the knowledge of that glory will become a collective conscious. It will become a reality, mm. and that's like what individuals uh, see, you know, when they're seeing they're seeing God breathing in creation, like, wow. We can become dependent on God for every need we have mm. you know And so harnessing the wheelbrook of nature, all of that stuff just connects so deeply in with what Jesus framed you know And going back into oneness you were sharing about oneness and it's like oneness is a is a, is a clarion call for life. Wow you know wow. Wow. And uh, there's just so many things you know I, I remember you shared something that was really moving. You said, moves of God, I think, and you can correct me, moves of God keep dying because we keep dying.
1: That's right. You know, It was actually something the Lord raised with me. He, yeah. s- he said that Methodism would look really different now if, you know, John Wesley was still around. <laughs> That's true. And, he, and I just realized what kills these moves is the actual people dying that carry the governmental scroll for that movement. Wow. Because it's very difficult to impart it to the next generation, you know. You can even see that in the Book of Kings where the next generation really picked up. You have occasional transitions like David to Solomon. That was a good one. But often it goes backwards, right? That's interesting. So, you know, um, what would it look like if we said, okay, we're going to shepherd this all the way through. One of the biggest things that would happen is you will not build temporary concepts. You will say, we're going to build things like schools they'll be here in hundreds of years, you know. Your your perspective isn't on, oh, let's have just this good event, that good event. It's like, where are we going? Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of mindset that God wants to restore. And the way he's doing it initially is just by gently expanding lifespan. One of the things that's going to change, for example, I was shown was architecture. Because especially in the UK, when they build houses right now, they do it as cheap as possible. No glory on them. Box houses, they call it, right. right? right. If you lived for hundreds of years, you're going to be quite ashamed of what you, you made because <laughs> you're going to see how poor it was over wow. time. Wow. So what what life expansion is going to do is release a new artistic flair. People are going to start building things in ways that are beyond functional. That's awesome. They're going yeah. to become things of beauty. So, you know, life expansion and, and the expansion of technology, you know, one of the things Lord spoke to me about was I didn't know he was quoting Arthur C. Clarke, but he said this, when, when technology gets where it's supposed to be going, it'll look like magic. Wow. Arthur wow. C. Clarke yep. said, any advanced technology will be indistinguishable from magic. Wow. I didn't know that quote at the time. Yeah. But the Lord was saying, you know, that technology, and this shocked me, he said, technology is a manifestation of his goodness. Hmm. I was thinking, what do you mean? And then he just showed me. He didn't really say it. He just showed me how hot water, good plan. Showers, good plan. <laughs> Seats, good plan. Yeah, you know. And he went through how like everything's just a goodness manifestation. Wow. I dentists, wow. doctors, wow. You know, that they've come from the realm of heaven and manifested. But then what I saw was that there was so much more to come, both spiritual things. This is interesting, and natural that we've not seen. So there are things that are attained in the heavens that are going to start coming down now, which I think is like quantum technology Even portal technology Mm -hmm. energy technology lots and lots of stuff genetic technology Tons of stuff, but we're also going to see things come out of heaven that haven't existed here before and When he told me that I was like again, I've got a good kind of conversational relationship With with the Lord. So I said can you give me a verse for that? And he said, yeah, you know, he always says that simple, um, the rainbow. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, the rainbow came into this dimensional framework and had an expression at Noah, but it always existed around me. Wow. So, you know, it says wow. there was a rainbow wow. around wow. the throne. That's amazing. Right? Yeah, it's crazy. Circular rainbow is also described in Revelation that there's a, there's a rainbow. So around the nature of God and in the seven lampstands was this rainbow effect which was held from being in this dimensional context until the Lord opened up that gate. And then that thing manifested Mm -hmm. into the earth. I was shown there are things going to come on the earth that haven't existed here before. It's quite shocking when you think about it, but scripture does say what no eye has seen or ear has heard will be now made known by the spirit. Right? It isn't Mm -hmm. saying it's inaccessible saying it's going to be made known. Mm -hmm. So there are things that are going to come on earth that I think are going to bring shock and wonder. So, You know, corresponding with life, we're going to live in days of awe and wonder. See, we've lived in an era where you can debate things. That's right. Okay. So you, you can say to your friend, I oh, believe in Jesus or something like that. You might, they might feel God's presence, but they could dismiss it. Mm-hmm. We're coming into mm-hmm. an era and mm-hmm. what the Lord said in a dream was this. He quoted Moses where it said that with, with great fear and trembling, I brought them out of Egypt mm. an outstretched arm and signs and wonders. So whatever's going to happen next is not going to be hidden. It says arise and shine. Your lights come. Your glory will be seen. Yeah. Right. You look at the timeline. It's all going to start to become more and more visible. So good. So these dimensional boundaries are blurring, you know, and you know, Bobby Connor had an experience that matched this where the Lord sent him to London and he didn't have a meeting. So that's pretty radical faith, right? <laughs> right. He said fly to London and go to this specific hotel and sit in the chair and wait. And um, he sat there for, he doesn't know how many hours, in, in kind of a slightly bad attitude, really. Just surrendered to it. And I talked to him face to face on this. So I've heard it, the, the account. He said, I kid you not, this was not a vision, he told me. There was a wood wall, and the wood wall moved backwards and physically stepped into the room, the cloud of witnesses, and, and wow. stood in front of them wow. one by one. Wow. And then Jesus appeared in physical form and wow. said, you're Is there they're here, and we're all connected. And when I saw Bobby on this, I said, what do you think, Bobby? He said, was that a vision he said that was not a vision but what the lord showed me is the boundaries are blurring Wow! so i was just in the last conference with paul keith davis and amy davis and i was sharing that story with them which they already know the story and amy said this this awesome thing she interpreted it why did it come out of wood she says it's all coming out of the woodwork which is a clever play on words really isn't it that that what's been in there is coming out Mm -hmm. and um You know, I think that is the generation that we're in right now. It says, your glory will be seen. Mm. Gentiles will come to the rising. Nations will be born in a day. So we're really looking at, like, phenomenal demonstrations of transcendence.
2: So good. Yeah.
1: And I believe the biggest sign of transcendence will be the incorruptibility of the human body. Yes. Wow. How do I know that? I think John is an example. Mm -hmm. He couldn't be killed. He was put on the Isle of Patmos. You've got a, Enoch as an example, and remember, it says in the end times the spirit of Elijah will come. That's right. What is the spirit of Elijah? Immortal ascension technology with miracles and power that terrifies the enemy. So where we're going <laughs> next? Awesome. Yeah, come on. So where we're going next is, I believe we're ascending up. This is what I've shown from Enoch, is that phase one is ascension to get a higher consciousness because your consciousness will be determined by your ascension Mm. yeah in other words look at scripture as an example every time someone went up into heaven their minds were changed
2: Mm.
1: yeah because repentance means go back up to the high place right so in isaiah chapter 2 it says in the last days many will say not one or two many will say come let us go up into the mountain of the lord right right it'll be the mountain above mountains which means it's not this dimension Cause you don't have a mountain hovering on right, mountain. Right, right there's not going to literally be a mountain over sea or floating it's probably talking not. about shifting <laughs> many will become dimensional shifters wow. and ascenders and it says and he will teach us his ways wow so in other words groups of people around the world are going to st- and it's already begun you can see it with the different networks we connect to thousands of groups probably by now people are starting to go up into heaven and they're coming out and their questions have changed that's a sign of a changed consciousness. Because hmm. the question before might have been, oh, how do I heal? Mm-hmm. Then you go up, you see Enoch, and it's like, the question is, how do I live? Wow, that's right. That's do you know right, what I'm that's saying? Right, that's right. So the encounters are producing different questions. That's right. You know, and, and that for me is a sign of life, is that so, the, yeah. the, the story's changing. You know, people aren't asking you the same questions they used to ask you mm-hmm. anymore. Even with children, like, I had the privilege of teaching a kindergarten when I was in America on one of my last trips. And I also taught teenagers, but the kindergarten was the most wide-open, radical conversation I've ever had with a group of Christians. You lit my kids up this morning in the van. (laughs) Dude, I'm not joking. They were teaching me. awesome. They were teaching me. I left there, and the Lord said, you know, the he told me that was the most important meeting that I was doing on that that's trip Even I was speaking to hundreds of people in the conference yeah. when they asked me to do the kindergarten the Lord said the door's in the floor you go there when I started talking about angels the kids right. just started saying yeah my angels called this and he introduced me to this angel and we went to this place and we've seen this horse and this is how that works and, and, and they're like going like woom, 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 woom. and what we've got to stop is killing that off that's right mm, that's right we have to you, you know and this is the science you can look at Rachel and I are really passionate about education And we've watched a number of programs and stuff on it. But one of the things they've found is that kids all register as geniuses, don't they? Really high on the genius Mm -hmm. scale. But the older they get, it gets beaten out of them. Wow. If we really want to innovate the future, we have to unplug from the current education system or reform it. That's right. Whatever we think about the current education system, it doesn't make you creative. That's right. On the most part. That's right. Because all you've got to do is repeat back to the teacher. Memorize repeat. Memorize repeat. repeat. Don't question questions a bad attitude. Right. 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 Repeat after me sit down. be quiet. <laughs> and you'll be assessed on how well you answer what I want you to tell me. That's right. That's right, right. That's right. That system has to go because what we're stopping is imagineers. We're stopping like the Disney mindset. Of, like, that's right. Like how can we explode it? So life coming to the earth will also mean the liberation of children. Wow, that's so good, you know, Joseph. Because slavery so, takes yeah. on many forms. That Yeah, it can take on sex slavery or these other slaveries, but we're experiencing mental slavery. you know, And that's why people don't question in the church and don't know how to have conversations. Like If you look at Jesus as the model mm-hmm. of, of right. being a rabbi, right. Right. it's a conversation, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He's walking around teaching, conversation, teaching. If you look at the church model, we've adopted the education system model, right. which wasn't how it used to be. The right. Missionaries, the Celtic saints, all these used to debate in the marketplace. John Wesley used to preach in the market, Whitfield. We've turned it into a form of conditioning, and you've got the pastor, the pastor's the expert, yeah, and the people have to repeat back to the expert <laughs> right. what they've just been taught. yeah, so part of life coming into creation is a saying, you know you're powerful too. That's right. You, we're powerful to disagree. That doesn't change my affection and connection to you. Let's think this out. Even God does that. Listen to this: God's humility. He says, "Come." True. Let us reason together. That's true. Well, wow. He doesn't say, "Come and sit and tell." And I'll tell you my opinion. That's right. That's he true. says, "Come, let's counsel together. Mm-hmm. Let's reason together. Let's work out your salvation." Yeah, you know, friendship. Yeah. So we have to break the break these energetic bonds off our DNA, our consciousness, and limitations. And a lot of it means that we're going to have to change our relationship with the program. Now, the program is church program. It's called the church program. You got this the TV program, you know, and uh, everything is programming. It's bombarding you with frequency energy and 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 a certain way of thinking. That's why I think these kind of shows of the future. You know, if you look at what's most popular now, it's not the main news channels. Right, it's, it's YouTube. The YouTube podcasts. They are the ones creating the conversation and creating the wave because they've been untethered from the corporate structure that says, this is the only way you can talk. Because you look at the conversation we're having right now, it'd probably be banned in a lot of places. Yeah, we just, we just lost our Christmas sponsor. <laughs> we just lost our <laughs> We just lost the biggest tie there. That's right. <laughs> and, but, you know, really... But we're taking new... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But really, we've got a break from this fear, because fear and death it's go good. hand in hand. It's good, it's good, it's So good. part of, like, the revelation, I think, this liberating us from death is the knowledge of His goodness. Because mm-hmm. remember, His glory is His goodness. And I really honor Bethel and Bill Johnson and all those guys because they are teaching on God's goodness. That's right, that's right. God's in a good mood. That's right. Mm. God is good, and it's the knowledge of His goodness that's going to cover the earth as water's covered the seas. So what would it look like for the knowledge of God's goodness to be so powerful in our generation that it'll literally saturate the consciousness? Wow. And that's why I think we get into the whole issue of the body Mm. because when we start to see God glorifying the temple of His glory we'll go, wow, God is good. Look, like, look what he's done. He's clothed us with dignity. Mm-hmm. He's restored what was lost. See, he came to seek and save what was lost. And we think, oh, well, we're lost. But it wasn't just that. The earth was lost. That's the true. animals were lost. That's right. Our DNA was lost. Our memory was lost. That's, right. That's, That's what true. it says in Psalm 22, verse 27, all the nations will turn and remember. So we've got a corporate memory as well. You know, wow. uh, there's certain wow. scientists that no. talk about this. They call it the morphogenic field. Right. The morphogenic field is a corporate consciousness that exists within species. Now, there are different um, scientists that debate whether it exists or not, but what they can prove is this. So if you take a group of animals and do a test with them, when they learn the test, another group of animals of that same species will do it faster. Yeah. And the only way they can explain it is somehow the first group upload their experience somehow into the corporate mm. yeah you know i was i was studying
0: that um stimmergy mm-hmm. uh, and uh, basically it, it's similar to the word synergy but in how it applies to the animal kingdom yeah and the study of geese and ducks and how they fly in yeah. perfect formation mm-hmm. and the study of of of, of mm-hmm. the communication the observation and the the and the, and the sensory ability yeah. to intake
1: that's fascinating. Well, some call it the morphogenic field. And what they found is um, this is working with humans. So, for example, humans, even though they keep changing the IQ test, we keep doing better and better at IQ tests. Hmm. And they said the only explanation for this is somehow we're infusing knowledge into each other. <laughs> and they've tested yeah. this many, many times. They put a rat in a maze. and Eventually, the rat learns it. If they take the same maze to another country, they'll find the, the rats learn it faster. Really? Yeah, because the first set somehow have communicated knowledge and pe- they can't measure it because they don't know what it's called. So there's big Who questions. Who knew that rats were te- 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 the- <laughs> telepathetic? <laughs> telepathetic.
0: <laughs> p- <laughs> <chia mixes. laughs>
1: they're all like communicating it through their minds. They're like the only species that can like... Whoop. Yeah, well, you know... <laughs> that'd be a good movie. Splinter like, yeah. é- would agree with
2: you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Animals <laughs> uh, Animals have got this, this corporate... Crazy. Di- you know, I'm reading different books on all this and, you uh, know... We've got to move ahead. We've got to go forwards and stop being afraid of these ideas of oneness and connection. Wow. Totally. Wow. Wow.
2: Yeah. You know, (laughs) one of the things you mentioned when I was talking about going up outside the atmosphere of the earth, we talked about the field. You just mentioned it. It's another aspect. It's you can see the network, the interconnectivity of our species. Wow. 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 A lot of times when I pray... I don't pray here. I just walk back and forth on that mm-hmm. because I know what my footprint uh, when I'm when I'm up there. You know, my footprint as I'm walking that is going. Wow! All the network.
0: Yeah, you know that's awesome.
2: And you know, there, there's just you know, you were you were sharing Justin just you know that we would become the visible display of the glory of God. The mm. technology mm. that resides in the body. Mm. Is about to be unleashed. Wow! We're seeing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're seeing it happen. It's this exactly. That's, yeah, you know, I love it. I love looking. I love that you have this in your office, because it's a huge anchor. You know, um, the what inside I, is affecting the outs There you go. You're outside. <laughs> you know, the Kirby just, and just I just don't
1: wear your, you know, pants on the <laughs> red pants on the top of your blue. <laughs> Thanks. That's yeah, not I'll necessary yeah, that's, for the manifestation yeah. of the sons of God. You don't have to dress like Superman. You don't have to, to have be a, cape. a Superman. No, you don't. <laughs> Capes are dangerous. That's Remember the Incredibles.
2: <laughs> I have to see that. I haven't seen that. The um, you know, second one is out now. Really? Okay, I have to see them all. But um, Kirby, Kirby, is, I mentioned Kirby He's We know of him and he's a good friend. And. Um, he had been we were talking after we were running we were running i was training with them as they were training for the iron man you know and we we're like fasted states or you know running a lot and just heat and i just got done training in poland in the ice you know and we were running and everything like that and after finishing um it, it was just awesome high you know and we were talking and we did like a little video recording we were talking about how the gr- the the greatest revival then the the reformation is coming is in the area of the body mm. and again it's it's not just the body, so we don't get off balance here. It's what you're talking about—wholeness. It's we're gonna be connected again. Wow! You know, and wow. the word is wow. in the end, the books will be open. Yeah, that's right. You know, I f- I feel like that with that saying there. In the end, the DNA is gonna be open. The the capability of mm-hmm. what you've been embedded with is now gonna be open. That's right. Know? I mean,
1: Paul yeah. talks about this, and I write about it in Beyond Human, where he says to the immature, have these different opinions. He says but to the mature be of one mind mm-hmm. and one opinion so he distinguished between a fractured community in your thinking mm-hmm. which he called immaturity and then he said maturity is be of one mind and one opinion mm-hmm. is it possible that the global ecclesia can start waking up with the same revelation the same understanding the same visions at night the same dreams I believe so I believe one of the markers of our time will be forced change where the Lord changes how we function and he starts pouring out dreams and visions it says it Mm -hmm. pour out my spirit on flesh dreams and there'll be visions what will it look like when people all over the earth are starting to dream together maybe have the same dream people have visions the people's you know genetic memory starts to open because inside of us is a memory of walking with God. You know, I, I taught last night how the word Adam means Dam is blood, and the, the A is Aleph, which represents Yod He Vav He. So Adam's name literally means Yod He Vav He's blood, and blood contains the <laughs> essence. So we are called God's blood in creation. So there's a memory in us that we need to see reawakened. Where do, this is why I believe people are into genetic history now where That's do I right. come it's huge. from it's huge. what nation the question is interesting the question shows a change in consciousness you know why are people suddenly saying this is important that I know why are they suddenly saying where do I actually come from what, what is my genetic makeup it's because there's a deeper question which is starting to manifest is the ultimate question where does this bloodline come from where do I originate where is my origin point? That for me is exciting. That shows a, a massive shift. Now, if you study genetic mapping, it's amazing that the whole idea of being American or British or Welsh dissolves. Right, right. right. Because if you took my <laughs> DNA right
0: now Everybody's Viking. The Vikings got around man. Like like Vikings were just go for it. Man. <laughs> like you're Viking in yours.
1: <laughs> I'm straight curry, bro. <laughs> 100%. Curry. No, they, didn't, they did a genetic census of the whole of the UK. And you know how people like are passionate about splitting, like Scotland or something. The idea that there's a Scottish mm. group separate from English is a joke. Right. To say there's Welsh separate from English is a joke. Americans separate from Britain or Native Indians or Africans or all these different nations. Yeah. The, the things, if we look at your genetics, you are all that. We are a connected species. And th- this is why I think Paul said in the new creation, and it's in the Passion Translation is very powerful, he says, there is no nationhood.
0: Mm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah that's and, interesting. But you,
1: what, what do we find predominantly in the prophetic movement is nationalism. Wow. It's always, God's yeah. going to use this city. It's all about America. You know, you don't often hear the uh, prophets in America prophesying about <laughs> Britain. Yeah. I remember meeting with some of them at Roundtable going, have you guys got any thoughts about the UK? <laughs> it's like not really. <laughs> the, 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 you what, <laughs> what? Are you place? Okay? yeah no no the UK mm. now I'm okay now I'm not saying that to <laughs> criticize I'm saying that it just shows that it's not a new mm-hmm. creation expansion right because it's so nationalistic and I meet prophets all over the earth all intercessors that say God said this is the city where revival's gonna start yeah it's like no this is the planet that's gonna be transformed we're on planet joy I always, I always you know, make up I always footage.
0: make up I always make up prophetic words like I always tell people like did you hear the
1: word about this, the,
0: the fountain in Seattle that's gonna then spread to the rest of the United States and then and I always do it with people that don't live in Seattle per, you know mm-hmm. like like when I'm with people from Oregon like you always hear yeah it's gonna circle up around Oregon <laughs> you know it's gonna go all the way around the United States and then it's gonna end up in Canada <laughs> and then it's gonna come you know then it's gonna <laughs> trickle down and and then it's going to hit maybe Oregon, if you guys were of all that. <laughs> Liberal gender. Well, you know,
2: just, Justin's <laughs> Sorry, right.
0: Justin's like, what just happened? <laughs> but you've heard those
1: words, you know, where it's going to yeah, circle we,
0: up. Totally. It's going to circle up. Is, <laughs> that's The problem yeah. is it's with spin it. It's going
1: to spin around. Is that it's, these words keep coming, and nothing's <laughs> coming of it. <laughs> <laughs> because the whole earth vibrating it's true yeah the whole earth getting filled with a higher consciousness mm-hmm. you know I don't think it's an accident that war is at the lowest level in history people say it's really like so bad this wars and but you know war is at the ultimate level low level even murder rates are at the lowest level in known history and they are dropping all over the world the last book I read on it is called Enlightenment Now. It's a thick book right. Right, by Steven Pinker. Mm. And he says in there there's only four cities that are really messing up the global pattern, and that the, the, the UN has got like a 30 year strategy to start helping those cities. There are other strategies with inoculations and d- diseases that have worked. So these things are working. That's we amazing. can criticize yeah, the amazing. UN. I'm not saying the UN's perfect, but I can tell you what. They are delivering results when it comes to health care, when it comes to water, when it comes to inoculations, you know, and um, so war is at the lowest level. Just think on this for the first time in history, all of America, North and Mid and South America is completely at peace. All of Europe is at peace. Asia is at peace. That's never been seen since the early days of history. Human rights are expanding, literacy, women's rights. You know, God is moving, but can we recognize it? Or do we think that That's God right. moving yeah. is just a good revival meeting? Because what you see is people say, we're going to have a revival. And it's like a meet. It means a meeting with like good music. Yeah, good, good church service. Pop yeah. a couple of miracles, right? Yeah. Um, but Top the thing is, of- <laughs> you know, that is not what we should be looking at as the marker. We should be looking at, is the world rapidly changing? Is the world churning back to the blueprint? okay, there are massive challenges. We know it. People trafficking, pornography. Mm-hmm. But we can't just ignore the fact that things are getting, moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You know, things are changing and it's going to accelerate because it's the kingdom coming. Yeah,
0: yeah. and I love, love earth—I love that world view because it's so rare. You just don't really hear a lot of people. And I also like, agree with you what you're saying about Bethel. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, just that whole thing of God loves you and he's in a good, new, good mood. move. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh,
0: what do you think I
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh mood. carry on carry on mood mood He's in a good mood yeah 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 and
0: I just because you don't, <laughs> you don't you don't hear that or you don't unless you're really you do you really have to set your mind on on things above because there's such a narrative um for death and decay and fear and it, and, it, and it resonates with, with something in the disposition
1: because it, it sells, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, um, it, because the illusion, so see, the illusion of God that we've, we're dealing with in humanity is that God is against us. And a lot of those prophetic words reinforce that. But the truth is, it says, God not counting our sins against us, He embraced us and He sent His Son. You know, when we were our, His enemies, He died for us. So it says, "How much more will you relate to us now that we've been reconciled in Christ?" Yeah. Right. So, this narrative of God being this angry being is what we've inherited in our genetics—a false version, which you can see worked out through Israel building a calf rather than going up on the mountain. They said, "You, you, you think
0: that, that that that's inherited through the genetics versus?" versus interwoven into a system? Because, I mean, the reason why I ask is
1: because children don't have that. Yeah, They're not born into that world. That's a good challenge, yeah. Maybe it is genetic programming through the system. It could well be. But, you know, Adam hid from God, right? Yeah, yeah. God didn't hide. That's right,
0: that's right. So,
1: you know, God has always been pursuing us. That's true. You know, He loves us. He loves the nations. The nations are His his reward. Yeah, that's right. So I think we've got to have like a happier eschatology right now i think so you now that you know i love how bold you you've been in that mm-hmm. is that a new
0: thing um as far as being being this bold in your eschatology is this something where you feel like the lord's been putting his, his finger on it like it's time yet you're going to bring that forward in order
1: to go where we, where where we need to go in these other areas it's been a, a thing in a relational thing through the lord because when Enoch gave me that wine that I drank, I saw people rebuilding things. I saw gen- genetics getting healed. I saw the technology surging. And it, and it challenged what I thought. I even saw that he was using people that I wouldn't call Christian. Wow. I even asked him in the encounter about that. And he said, think of on King Cyrus. Wow. You know, King Cyrus was a pagan king. Didn't worship yod But he says, I put the breaker anointing on him. And I anointed him to open bars and open doors Mm. and he established the temple. You know, he released Nehemiah. He released the funding. So in that story, who really acted as the ecclesia? Wow. Well, you know, who really land? What I mean by that is who landed the blueprint? Right. And this is why we've got to stop saying Christian should be doing this. Mm. We all say our Christian should produce the movies. Christian should make the technology. I've never I'm always trying to get Christians to stop making
2: movies (laughs) (laughs) unless I can get more financing
0: I don't know no I I agree man that's that's an awesome statement
1: it is one of this it's it's xenophobic you know we keep what is it it? you know we keep saying Christians should do stuff yeah God says, you know, that you'll pour out spirit on all flesh and That's give true. ideas and wisdom. Have you noticed this? The people with open hearts, that get ideas, the seekers of truth. Wow. He says, I'll be found by those who seek me. Wow. Condemnation, according to Jesus, is love in darkness. Wow. How many of these people actually love the light? Wow. Mm-hmm. They're looking for light. They're That's looking right. for inspiration. That's right. And they're willing to give themselves, to give water to villages or technology totally. or vaccinations or other things. And, you know, so who's actually administrating the justice system of heaven? That's right, that's right, that's right. So our, that's not a condemnation thing. It means our hearts have to get bigger. We have to see that God can use anyone in any way he chooses, and who are we to judge? Mm-hmm. He can choose anyone that's right. yeah, to administrate absolutely. his will. That's true. And if they've got an open heart, who's really landing the scrolls? Yeah. Right. You know, when I, with Nikolai, uh, not, not Nikolai Tesla, with... Um, Elon Musk, you know, trying to bring an energy revolution, clean stuff. I see so much of God moving on him, but is he perfect? No way. But is what is he bringing? His inspiration. You know, when he 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 had PayPal, he started PayPal. He worked so hard. He used Mm -hmm. to sleep in the office and everything. He sold that, and he buys a space company. And I saw an interview online with him, and they said, "Why would you make all that money and then plow it into space exploration?" knowing you could fail he said because I thought even if I fail I've taken humanity one step further wow and that is the heart of God so good wow isn't that like the resonance of heaven yeah so I think we have to stop being so spiritually racist Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like if you look like me and sound like me then you're a Christian right but you know we don't know what goes on in a person's heart you know who loves the light I find it interesting that lots of people when they have near death experiences, they're drawn to the light. Mm -hmm. Jesus said condemnation was love in darkness. Wow. Wow. Wow.
0: (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I know that's a big theological thing. I'm not trying to make hard in everything I'm saying, even, people are free, the people who are listening, they're free to think differently. Mm -hmm. Sure. We're not ruling over them. But what we have to do is have a conversation. Right. Yeah. Christians can't be this ensnared anymore. We have to be able to talk about tricky concepts. And, and also, like, be able to point out these things are happening. Mm-hmm. You know, people are having experiences like this, you know. Mm-hmm. Where do most people get their ideas from? You know, if you study people who get great ideas, they have, like, almost an epiphany, don't they? Yeah. What did they do? They turned their hearts towards a higher consciousness. And God didn't say, hmm, have you said the sinner's prayer? Or have you gone to church? He, lo- he saw an open heart that had a platform for his goodness. And said, "I can trust this heart yeah. and gives them the knowledge yeah. for it you know, yeah.
2: you, know I, you, you mentioned something and it needs to be driven home. It's you know our creator is not willing that any should perish. Wow Each one of us are embedded and encoded with a unique facet of our creator to express. We also read giftings and callings are irrevocable yes yeah? so sorry. we can move in the expression mm. That God created us to move in, Mm. and that's the also we have to we have to take the goodness of God and let it go into all the consciousness, all the collective. The goodness of God is Him being expressed through every individual. That's a love of God being expressed through every individual. Mm. You know, independent of what we talked about first love. You know that the alignment there. God loves us. Mm. He first loved us. He first coded us he created us and we have his expression within us and i I think that's that's a that's Mm. one of the biggest things we we all need to get that unique biosignature that that unique Mm -hmm. signature back again (laughs) yeah we need to find and we need to we need to open up and become who we are called to be there was this time and i mentioned this before where I was caught up into an encounter in dreamscape, you know, in in in, dream, in the in the dream realm, and in it, because of over the years of this happening, I was like, okay, I became lucid, I became conscious, right? And as I'm walking on this sandy this this sandy terrain, I, re- I realize, oh yeah, my body, it's resting, it's at you know, it's in this area of the earth right now. Da 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 da. And I'm walking, and all of a sudden, I see this 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 uh this skyscraper to the heavens, like to the sky. And I go, whoa! That, what is that doing here? You know, and I get closer mm. and closer and closer. And what I see is mantles, just like we would think of mantles old style mantles, stacked all the way to the heavens. Wow! And as soon as I saw that, I heard the voice, the audible voice of the Lord say, "These are the callings of those who have sacrificed mm. their call in pursuit of another. Mm. Behold." And then I look to my left and there is a company of people wearing exactly the same thing, looking ex- like exactly identical. And he said, I want you to abolish this and help my children birth their own unique individual expression again. Yeah,
1: wow, that's awesome. So if we can do that. That's right. It's, it's you know, the whole understanding of coming back to the fact that, you know, God said, don't call unclean what I've called clean. That's right. And he is, he is pouring out We just need to open our eyes and see it. I know right now it's messy, but change is messy. Life is messy. This is going to be a bumpy transition, but it's a transition we're going on, whether we want to or not. Mm -hmm. We are going into a new creation and we've got to embrace this. We've got to embrace the winds of change. Don't fight it. It's not going to carry on like it has. Christianity is going to change. We're going to change and we have to let ourselves change Mm -hmm. because the biggest obstacle right now is how we think that's right because right. as a man thinks in his heart so he is we think we're going to age naturally we think we need food naturally we think they're unclean we're clean we think these different constructs we think we're limited to earth but as we we are transformed by the renewing of our mind we're able to prove his acceptable will into these different domains and realize wow I can see God I could see God in that tree I could feel the resonance of it in the leaves mm. I can see God in the face of that baby. I can see that we're encompassed, we're in the dance, we're, we've always been in, we'll always be in, and he is going to complete what he started with this species. Jesus has come and fundamentally changed the human condition, mm-hmm. and we're going to see the full consequences of what he's accomplished, you know, until every knee bows, every tongue confesses, this this, this, this is the Lord. Oh, yeah. You know, we have to get hope. One of the big things we need in our generation is hope. That's right. It's true. You know, hope restored, you know, and we have to be ambassadors of hope because we, right now, a lot of people are tethering into moaning, complaining, but we, our message is still the glad message of the glory of the happy God, 1 right. Timothy 1.11, that we are not forsaken. When Jesus was on the cross, he said, my God, why have you forsaken me? The answer comes later in the psalm quote, quotes, which says, I am not forsaken. Wow. And that wow. is what wow. humanity is going to find, that we felt forsaken, but we were not forsaken. That's good. For truly in him we live and move and have our being. Awesome. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Guys, thanks
2: yeah it it's been
0: fun thanks for hanging Deep. out yeah it's was, it was fascinating really really good so much said right like just so much served and thank you for your generosity just to go places and explore mm-hmm. different things with us and um man yeah
2: we could keep going dude I know, yeah i know yeah, like all yeah. the
0: topics that we entered into yeah i just want to be honoring of the time too Absolutely. just because i know that you're going to be going into a meeting here in about an hour and okay i might be going to bed <laughs> I, just, I just i don't need
2: sleep sleep yeah i don't know anything yeah, about
0: that yeah 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 <laughs> but no this is this is this has been amazing one of the things that you said arun like about life being a choice i think that that's mm. such a practical sure. like mm-hmm. take home from this yeah. that we have to we we have to draw the line and sand, i think and say mm-hmm. that we choose
1: to live in yeah. him we live like that's mm-hmm. how you were wrapping up and you Just do me. that darren yeah i want to honor you you are full of energy life when i see you on the internet i always <laughs> laugh yeah, it's so full of joy google me yeah i mean Images. you can i I, <laughs> joke, <laughs> I was joking last night but you, because of where you sit in the father hmm. you can do so much stuff creative you're doing this radio show you lead a church you've got a family you've got a school you know you've got like you you do music you're an author hmm. you rap you're you're a fashion guru <laughs> <laughs> true, yeah. true. Yeah. Totally, I'm, sure. I'm pioneering. Yeah, yeah. I'm pioneering he's, he's in a show. Has it really today. tied on yet? <laughs> but actually, you're manifesting <laughs> to see the beyond human life because, yeah. you know, I often have people say to me, in "Meetings, oh, you must be tired. You've ministered," and I go, "No, I'm in. I'm in life that's right, right now, that's right, that's and I right. mean it. It's not me like pretending to have energy. Yeah, I've been in rest, in peace, you know, in shalom. And there is a revelation of shalom coming upon the earth." It says the god of peace will crush satan under our feet mm-hmm. and we all think it's going to be like oh whoa us versus them no it's shalom shalom, mm. shalom is coming mm-hmm. and on you on me on our bodies amen they're going to enter into rest which for me is the melchizedek order
2: yeah beautiful beautiful <laughs> choose life.
0: She's fine. She's fine. It reminded me, like when I was dating Andrea. Yeah. Um, just because, so in our genes, with with like my dad and my grandpa, awesome, awesome dudes, right? But there wasn't necessarily a high, like a high value for like nutrition and like you mm-hmm. know working out and stuff. My dad liked liked vitamins. Like he would try to he Google like what vitamin will make me do this, so that you know because he just wasn't a big workout guy or whatever. Or, mm-hmm. you know, he loved food and stuff. So, um, with that being said when my by andrea looking at like our genetic line um she wanted to know that, that i was going to have a high value for life and that mm-hmm. i wasn't just going to kind of let myself go and and follow whatever kind of genetic push would like to drive me a certain kind of direction
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so she she said um how old how old are you are you planning on, on living And this was before any of these particular conversations were happening mm-hmm. within the within the camps that we were running and um and i was like i don't, I don't remember what i told her um, but she knew and she said well i'm planning on living 120 years and so basically if we're going if we're, we're going to get married yeah then i need you to make that commitment as well cuz i need to know that you're going to wow. be making the kind of choices wow. because i don't awesome. because i don't want to do a bunch of life without you wow mm. and um, i'll never forget that i, I don't even know if she remembers saying that but I, but I could hear what she was saying behind the question. Like behind the questions, there's there's another question. That's radical. And the, que- and the question is, are, are you gonna value your life? Mm-hmm.
1: She's special man yes, She awesome. Is. She's awesome What a question to get Isn't asked. it? How long are you going to live Because if you're going to marry me You've got to live as long as me And I'm going to be 120 Isn't that awesome
2: <laughs> and, and
0: if you ask her now I'm sure she's raised that age I mean that's kind of the mm-hmm. But that
1: shows exactly what we're talking about That there's a higher consciousness Because who put that thought there Where right. did that thought come from It's coming from yod heh vav He's saying I came that you might have a life I came for you to have a life right. That's right And that you know We've been set from the, free from the law of sin and death. And I take that challenge. I feel like we've all got to change in ways we didn't even think of. Yeah, that's right. that's right like, I do love my food. Yeah. Just be yeah, honest. Yeah, I yeah. love
2: <laughs> pumpkin pies. I love
1: those kind of naughty things. But I know that we've got a change. He kept yeah, talking about it. He kept dropping try. pumpkin pie
0: bombs throughout his sermon last night. He'd be like, you'd <laughs> be like preaching, then you'd be like, pumpkin
2: pie. <laughs> we are like, where's he going? Tonight, you know, transcendental <laughs> show up. Uh, oh, that I, I
1: did one. People conference. have to do that, right? Bring, bring wow. you loads of pumpkin pies and. I was in Pittsburgh or somewhere like that and they gave me a pumpkin pie for my my hotel. I ate the whole thing on my own. It was bad over a period of nights but in all fairness and I hope you honor me for this I didn't eat the pastry I just scooped out the middle. (laughs) That's that's where the protein's at that pumpkin protein. With obviously cream on top. Yeah that's healthy. Dude I'd come back to the room and be like hey pumpkin pie baby (laughs) you've been waiting for me in the refrigerator. (laughs) Eating pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. You know, there's grace, right? It's that's great. the other thing.
2: That's, yes. No, that's huge. There's, it's, no, there's that's grace. grace.
0: There's grace. You yeah. know? Yeah. Saturday's my grace day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do fatter, yeah. fatter day. What what do you mean? That's what I call it. Fatter day. Fatter <laughs> day. And it's, it's, it's good for my psyche. And apparently it's even good for your metabolism from, yeah. what, I've, from what I've been told. Mm-hmm. To have one day where you just... Binge. It's, it's the whole cake. You know, like, I think... Binge day. Andrea even admitted to friends of ours the other night. She's like, yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> I was like, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Proud of it. He worked for it.
0: Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, you know, and I don't know, there's different theories on that, but I think it's just the whole thing of... um repentance like so many times we think of like repentance as like Mm -hmm. when I sin I repent Mm -hmm. but really it's it's coming into choices coming into a higher state of thinking regarding how we value ourselves how Mm -hmm. we value our friends our families Mm you know Mm-hmm. So good. Hey guys, I love you. Thank you so much for creating this space to do this, and and um, it, we've got to do this, again There's so many things that we have to talk about. So we could Absolutely. definitely yeah. do a part yeah. two on it. We we <laughs> we, we
1: touched on some yeah, big step. We opened <laughs> a couple cans. So. That's true. All right, much much. Peace out. Yes, okay.
2: peace. <laughs>